Hello and welcome to Horror Wars. My name is Lamont and I will be guiding you through this macabre dance of a show where two longtime friends fought horror movies against their inevitable remake. Please be aware that horror movies as a general rule of thumb have violence, gore, murder, rape, dismemberment, crazy practical effects and much more. Also, the hosts aren't versed in languages from around the world, so they may mess up some names and places here and there. If none of that bothers you, then get ready for a podcast like none other. This is Horror Wars. To all of our guys, gals, non-binary pals, spooky cuties, hair-raising homies, freaks, geeks, and anything in between with a butthole, I'm Rob. I'm Josh. And this is Horror Wars. We are the show that puts original horror movies against their remakes in an all-out war to determine which will reign supreme. We do this with a series of scores that we give to one or the other to see who comes out on top. This week we have Prom Night versus Prom Night. Not only that, but we also have multiple segments throughout the show as well. Death Peddling is where we discuss current events going on in the world of horror provided by macabdaily.com and sometimes news about us too. Horror Club is where we review a horror film book club style and we'll provide a bit of background before we give it a grading of pass, rent, or buy. This week we take a look at Tragedy Girls and then we get into our list of doom where we discuss the episode's top five. In this episode, our list is top five horror movie proms. Mm, that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, yes. But then we follow that with Horrors of Gaming, where we talk about horror-related games. On this episode, we're discussing a lot about Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. We're taking a dive into the history of the series, and also we'll be discussing our thoughts on the new trailer and how the new game will handle the next chapter in this storied franchise. I forgot to put Josh. Oh, okay. After that, we answer questions and read comments from you in our segment called Our Cursed Ones. Finally, we close up shop for the episode, giving you our bloopers in a segment called Even the Dead Laugh. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's get the fuck into it. Death Peddling, we begin the show by wetting your macabre loving black heart with news and events in the realm of horror that are important to the week we're recording. Also, every now and again, We'll have something to say regarding the host. But don't worry, it's not very often. We really hate talking about ourselves. And then, it's pretty big news this week. Oh, there's there's a lot of fucking news this week. I'm very much enjoying it. A lot of hard... Horror stuff's popping off, like, this year. 2023 like, seems to be the horror year. Super duper. 2022 was the horror year. It just seems just like it's, it's just continuing, dude. Like, every day, uh, Macabre Daily is posting mm-hmm. all sorts of fucking news and reviews and this, that. Like, it, there's horrors coming out everywhere in every fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, they've even got a horror book reviewer. Yep. It's crazy. Like... Macabre Daily has a lot going on all the time, oh, yeah. and we're, we're glad we get our news from them, so why don't we uh, go ahead and get right into it? 
So a um, somewhat of a beloved movie, at least between us. Uh, we have some news on Alien vs. Predator. So there was actually an an anime series that is complete, but Disney has no plans on releasing it. Yeah. Why? What the fuck? Who hurt you? Yeah. So uh, Disney owns tons of IPs, intellectual properties, now that they have Marvel and 20th Century Studios under their umbrella. Two major franchises in their grasp are the Alien and Predator franchise, and at one time, an Alien vs. Predator anime was being discussed. News just broke that the series was indeed completed by Disney, and they have uh, no need to release it for some reason. So in a recent interview with Josh Izzo, Izzo, yeah, yeah Izzo, sure. Izzo. Uh, the man who championed the Alien and Predator crossover universe in the early 2010s and the main man behind the animated Alien vs. Predator series that is still laying in a Disney vault somewhere. That's weird to say. Yeah. That's... Our friends over at AVP Galaxy gave the lowdown on what happened and why. One thing that did not happen during Alien Day in 2016 was there is sitting at Disney now at 20th Century Studios. Jesus, oh my God. Ten episodes of a fully completed Alien vs. Predator anime series that I produced. It's done. It's in the can. It's mixed. It's finished. It was Jesus. produced and story cracked by Eric Calderon and Dave Barker. Baker, excuse me. Two unbelievably crazy talented guys. Dave Bixler was head of home entertainment at the time from a creative perspective, and he championed this for me. He goes on to detail how the animated series would be a retelling of the original Dark Horse run of Alien vs. Predator, which was amazing and would have really made an amazing jumping-on point for fans. Speaking as to why Disney has not yet released the series, Josh was unable to answer. It sounds weird because like I'm talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he suggested that perhaps, like Fox's mentality of frowning upon Alien vs. Predator, maybe Disney wanted to keep Alien vs. Predator separate. Josh did elaborate that he knows the people at Disney is sh shepherding? Yeah. yeah. The franchise and confirmed that they were very aware of the existence of the series. Maybe the series will come to light someday, but for now, it's locked away and waiting. And that pisses so me off. fucking sad, dude. Like, it, the fans of Alien and Predator really need to fucking rally together and get Disney to release this. Oh, 100%. Like, wild. release it on fucking Disney Plus, you cowards. I know. You fucking cowards. It's so sad. You have a section for R-rated things. You have parental advisory mm -hmm. shit. You do anime for fucking Star Wars and release it, but you can't do this for fucking Alien and Predator, arguably two of the biggest fucking sci-fi horror franchises out there. Yep. You fucking cowards. Mm -hmm. You pieces of shit. A curse upon your houses. A curse upon your houses. Speaking of curses upon houses, hey. the Halloween franchise director um from halloween 4 uh he is doing a movie called natty knox with robert england bill mosley and danielle harris starring in this summer dwight h little halloween 4 return of michael myers phantom of the opera 1989 is back in the director's chair for a horror film that may have been e that many have been eager to <sighs> see natty knox the film stars some very prestigious horror icons including robert england bill mosley and danielle harris we have learned that Vertical Entertainment has acquired the North American rights for the film. Variety reports that Natty Knox will, re Natty Knox will release day and date on July 21st, 2023. The film is set on Halloween Eve. A small town babysitter with the kids she is looking after struggled to survive a serial killer named Abner Honeywell. 
Charlotte Fountain Jardim, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Thomas Roby or Robbie, Insidious the Last Key, Noen Perez, Grace and Frankie, and Jason James Richter, Free Willy, also star. Holy shit, they Holy got somebody shit. from fucking Free Willy to be in this movie? Oh my gosh. Benjamin Olsen wrote the, wrote the screenplay for Natty Knox. <sighs> Vertical <laughs> SVP of Acquisitions, Tony Pantiasi, Paint, Painted OC? I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a very interesting line. That's a, I, I love it. But holy shit, said in a statement, <laughs> Natty Knox immediately intrigued us, giving its collaboration of pro- prolific horror icons who defined the genres for, decade, for decades. Jesus. The film is a testament to Dwight's experience as a filmmaker, and we're pleased that we were able to come aboard, on board for the project. We couldn't be happier that our indie thriller Natty Knox has found a perfect home with Vertical, the producers added. Vertical is doing great things with independent distribution, and we can't wait for audiences to see the entertaining movie our talented cast and director have delivered. Fuck. Mm. That felt like a chore. Death pedaling. God damn, it's pedaling my death. I feel like a marathon runner. Marathon. <laughs> Shout out to, to like Robert England, dude. Like Hell yeah. he was just in Stranger Things like last oh, yeah. year, right? Yeah. Like he's he's, he's still um, around, dude. Yeah. I I the day he dies is gonna be very upsetting for oh, me. Oh yeah. Me too. Like I don't I'm like you. I don't get upset at a lot of celebrities' deaths. You don't get upset at like any. I've only gotten upset at like a couple, mm-hmm. maybe like two or three. But when Robert England passes, that's gonna Ooh, that's gonna, gonna upset hurt. me. It's gonna hurt. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna like that. I don't even want to talk about that. So why don't we uh, talk about um, you, you something okay. for you? So uh, the first footage for the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon uh, previews the Norman Reedus spinoff series. AMC's The Walking Dead returns with two new spinoff series this year, with The Walking Dead Dead City focusing on Negan and Maggie in New York. Which premieres next month. We have news on the second spinoff that focuses on Daryl Dixon in Europe. How the fuck did he get to Europe? Yeah, dude, what? I am confused. Uh, AMC has shared some first look footage this week. And Sherrier, uh, The Last Deadly Mission, Eric Ibaoni, I'm assuming, Fox Hunt, mm-hmm. Laika Blanc, Francard, My Knight, and Louis Pugh Siligluzzi. That's a sick fucking last name. And, uh, Roman Le- Levi, uh, the tunnel, have been cast as series regulars in The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. And uh, yeah, that was the hardest names I've ever had to say on this fucking show. I'm still trying to pronounce Stickliugi. <laughs> that's a cool name, though. Skigliuzi? Skigliuzi. Damn, uh, that's wild. Clemens Posey, The Essex Experiment, and Adam Negatis, Chernobyl, recently came on board the spinoff series and leading roles starring alongside Norman Reedus. Set after the series' conclusion of The Walking Dead, the Reedus led offshoot find zombie apocalypse fans favored transported across the Atlantic to France and a whole new level of world gone mad. Posey will play the female lead Isabel, a member of the progressive religious group who joins forces with Daryl on a journey across France and finds herself confronting her dark past in Paris. <sighs> Nagatis portrays Quinn as displaced Brit who has become powerful in post-apocalyptic Paris as a black marketeer and the owner of the 
Demonde, a sexy underground nightclub. Yeah. David Zabel will serve as a showrunner for the Daryl Dixon series. That is the most French names, and I am so I apologize to all those actors and actresses. Yes. Um, I do want to make one quick correction. Um, Clemence Posey, you said the Exus experiment. It's the Essex Serpent. Oh. That's all. Because I went back and read it, and I was like, "That's not experiment. That's a that's an animal." Oh. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's all. Um, Sigourney Weaver will not be returning in upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Filming is already well underway for Jason Reitman's sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife and will focus on legacy Ghostbuster Winston Zeddemore Ernie Hudson and his relaunch and expansion of the Ghostbuster Enterprise. One legacy character that is out of the new sequel is Sigourney Weaver as Dana Barrett. Weaver tells Collider, I wasn't asked to be in this Ghostbusters, and I think, you know, a little of us goes a long way, Weaver adds. She has a point that as her last appearance in the film franchise was relegated to a post-credit scene with Bill Murray, Peter Venkman, Peter Venkman Gil Keenan, Monster House, and Poltergeist is directing the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. The cast includes Patton Oswalt, Kumail Nanjini, James Acaster, and Emily Allen Lind, alongside Ernie Hudson, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, and Carrie Coon. Oh, shit. My fucking thing moved. Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters Afterlife, is producing the upcoming sequel. The film is scheduled to bring the ghost back to theaters on December 20th, 2023. That seems really soon. That's happening a lot with stuff. Even like, like Mortal Kombat being released like two months. Two, yeah, like... It's th- weird. It's super weird. I don't remember them even beginning filming Ghostbusters Afterlife, let alone being so close to being mm-hmm. finished that it's December. It's mm-hmm. fucking June, basically. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, last we heard, the upcoming movie will return to New York City and the iconic firehouse made famous in the original Ghostbusters film, thus the working title, Firehouse. It's cool. It's an absolute honor to pick up the Proton Pack and step back behind uh, and step behind the camera for the next chapter of the Spengler family saga. I just wish I could go back to 1984 to, and tell the kid in the sixth row of the Man Valley West that one day he was going to be directing a Ghostbusters film, said Keenan in a recent statement. See, that's awesome. Because, that you know, he's been a fan all his life. That's awesome. Um, there was something that I had read. Okay, so Sigourney Weaver not being in Ghostbusters Firehouse, basically, we'll call it. Dude, I didn't even know that she was in Afterlife. I didn't know that there was a post-credit scene. I had to fucking look up the the Afterlife post-credit scene on YouTube yeah. after I wrote this because I I didn't know. I knew that there was a midsection credit thing, mm-hmm. but it was something different. I didn't know that this was like at the end of the credits. Me either. That's why he says Warney Weaver. I was like, when was she ever in Ghostbusters? Right. Okay. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> but yeah. It is our news provided by macabdaily.com. Um, they're the, I don't remember the tagline, and I'm a horrible person. Oh my God, it's not that deep. Jesus. I think it's the dark side of pop culture, but I'm not 100% positive. I'm sorry. Shout out to anyone. Yeah. The war, the reason everyone's here. This is the main segment of our show. We put a horror film against its remake. We go stat for stat, financials, facts, where to watch, synopsis, cast, and everything in between. Afterwards, we grade them both on a scorecard. We tally up those results, and we see who wins the day. 
and welcome to the war. As with every episode, we're going to tell you where we get all of our glorious information from. We source pieces from Wikipedia, IMDb, Just Watch, and Rotten Tomatoes mainly. Sometimes we have to dig a little deeper, but we shout out where we can get that info from when applicable. Also, when we give the information on where to watch these films, please keep in mind that they might not be available on those services by the time you may listen to the episode. So please head to Just Watch for all your viewing needs. With that being said, let's break down how we go about scoring these movies to determine our winner. We go through the stats, the crew, the cast, the runtime, and everything in between to get our results. At the end, we discuss our reasoning for where we place points and why in a series of 10 categories, now going to be 11. <laughs> uh, they are acting, directing, writing slash plot, killer or killers, casting, soundtrack, gore and kills, pacing, time period, environment, and finally, ending. And, as Lamont said in the intro of the segment, we tally up our individual scores, combine them, and the one with the highest score wins the day. After that, we send it off to all of you and let you vote in our poll on Instagram after every episode is posted. Now that it's out of the way, it's time. I was hoping you were going to do For that. the wall. I was hoping you were going to do <laughs> that. I was I was curious if you actually liked that because I did that last episode, but Yo, we never really talked about you it. You can you no that's it's time for the war is now permanently your oh, thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today I will be covering the OG. And sorry if um you guys hear a fucking diesel engine in the background just kind of idling. Um, we record by our my bedroom window, so yeah. Um, that's the thing. Hey, it's like a little a little uh, look into horror tube since it's always yeah, a little since ASMR-y. It's always... <laughs> so today we are covering prom night versus prom night. For those of you that know about my personal life, um, my 18-year-old just had their prom like two days ago. And he looked schnazzy. And he, yes, they look schnazzy. Um, I am so happy that they went to their prom yeah. and they had a very great time. And it was amazing for them. And I wanted to kind of tie that in with today's theme. Mostly everything today is about prom. Obviously, there's no fucking prom horror video games. So we're not going to talk about that. That's the only thing that there was no way that we can we could make work the theme for. Um, But yeah, so Mortal Kombat is going to be fucking great. It's going to be amazing. So um, I'll be covering the OG prom night. Um, shout out to all the kids out there that just went to their prom because mm-hmm. you know literally everywhere in Cumberland County had their prom on Thursday night. Oh really? Okay, yeah, it, cool. everybody at once. I hope everyone was fucking safe. safe. Yeah, I will say that the the guy, one of the security guys at my child's prom, was literally like high fiving the kids, yep. giving them hugs, and saying, "Make safe choices tonight. You know, do the smart thing. Yep. Do this. Do that." Like. They need to hear shit like that mm-hmm. on prom night. Um, where we live at, um, there's a high school that will put a very mangled car in front of the school mm-hmm. uh, right around prom time. Yep. So that way the kids can see the dangers of it. And literally every year it's a different car because some kid yep. just doesn't listen. Yep. Um, so hopefully... No parent lost their child, Mm -hmm. you know, this week. Um, Prom is a very awesome time, and it's also a very scary time. Yep, because it's it's like this is the last, like, big event of just being in high school. The the only thing that's left is graduation at that point. Welcome to the real world, Welcome to the real world. 
So, um, unfortunately for these characters, a lot of them didn't make it to yeah, the real world. Say, good segue. Good fucking segue. I, and that wasn't even fucking planned, yeah, dog. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, ironically, there was only seven deaths in this movie, though, weirdly I, enough. And I think in the, there was the remake, there was 12. 12. Yeah, 12. Um, and the remake had more guys killed than females. Which so. is weird. Yeah, that's not in our facts, by the way. We just... Um, I'm pretty sure Josh and I watch the same videos on YouTube. <laughs> no. Yep. Because <laughs> um, we actually do a lot of fucking research, research for these yeah. episodes. Like, y'all don't realize that, but mm-hmm. we do. Like, because now, now they... And apparently, we don't even tell each other the amount of research that yep. we do because I didn't, you didn't know that I watched yep. fucking other YouTube videos yep. and shit, yep. you know. So there you go. Um, so movie name is Prom Night. Runtime one hour and thirty three minutes. Release date was July eighteenth, nineteen eighty. Produced by Peter R. Simpson. Production companies were Simcom Productions and Prom Night Productions. Budget was one point five million USD. Box office fourteen point eight million USD. All these 80s horror movies and late 70s horror movies being made for a million dollars and making like 14, 20, 30 fucking million bucks. Horror was it, bro. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Um, Screenplay by William Gray and Robert Guza Jr., directed by Paul Lynch. Cinematography by Robert C. New, edited by Brian Ravock. Music by Paul Zaza. He's on the Zaza. Zaza. (laughs) And Carl Zitterer. Where to watch? You're currently able to watch Prom Night on Fubo TV, AMC Plus, and Shutter with subscription. You can also watch for free with ads on Peacock, Peacock Premium, the Roku Channel, Voodoo Free, Tubi TV, Redbox, Crackle, Popcorn Flicks, Pluto TV, and Freebie. We've been seeing a lot of fucking freebie on this bitch. Also, I wanted to add, as of this recording, someone actually uploaded the original one just on YouTube. Director's cut yeah. too. Yep. On yeah, YouTube. like full, like HD as well. It is also possible to rent or buy Prom Night on Amazon Video and Vudu Online. Ratings: five point three out of ten on Really? Forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's so low. Sixty two percent on Just Watch a Dude. Okay, fair. Plot. At a high school senior prom, a mass killer stalks four, stalks four teenagers who were responsible for the accidental death of a classmate six years prior. It wasn't fucking accidental. Um, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> Related media. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night 2, 1987. Pleasure Boogaloo. Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss, 1990. Prom Night 4, Deliver Us from Evil, 1992. And Prom Night 2008. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. It blew my mind to find out there were, like, other films after the original. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. The second one went into the... I'm going to... No. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Number one. There are 26 more on MWB. Number one. Jamie Lee Curtis and Casey Stevens, who play an on-screen couple in the film, briefly dated during production. That's cool. Number two, Robert A. Silverman, who had just been in a serious accident and was still undergoing speech therapy prior to acting in this movie, Silverman came up with the idea to put tape in on his glasses. Number three, director Paul Lynch developed Prom Night after meeting with producer Erwin Yablins. <laughs> Lynch had wanted to work in a horror movie, and in response to Yablins suggested he... He utilized a holiday as a basis for the movie. Lynch decided on building the premise around the event of a high school prom. Number four, the shots of the killer tearing the photos out of the yearbook were shot by producer Peter R. Simpson after principal shooting on the movie had already wrapped. Hmm. Number five, according to The Horrors of Hamilton High, a documentary about making of prom night, Eve Plum was set to play Kim. At the last minute, Jamie Lee Curtis's people expressed an interest and Eve was replaced. 
Okay, Halloween had already come out by this point. Yes. Yeah, yep. that, yeah as soon as the director That's was like, it. ooh, Jamie Lee yep. Curtis, ooh. Yep. Number six, director Paul Lynch originally conceived the movie about a psychotic gynecologist to cash on Halloween 1978, but upon being told that such a movie would be distaste, distasteful, he retooled it into this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Number seven, one of the few movies to show an actual telephone number, 614-481-6221, instead of a fictional 555 number. As of 2021, this is still a functional number. <laughs> it is the fax number for the Grandview Heights, Ohio Parks and Recreation Department. Okay. Number eight, composer Paul Zaza mm. wrote all the disco songs in only five days. Nice. Yeah, Zaza. In the Zaza, They were, they were bumping. They were bumping, too. Hell yeah. The main plot about four children committing a horrible sin and and swearing to secrecy only to be stalked years later by a vengeful killer would be used as the same plot for I Know What You Did Last Summer in 1997. Yep. Number 10. Michael Myers makes a cameo but was filmed but was, uh, Michael Myers cameo was filmed but edited out of the theatrical version. Really? I didn't know that. I yes. only, I I didn't watch the uncovers or anything. Did is there like an actual scene? There's a Can scene. Did you see that? Yeah. On YouTube. It's on YouTube, yeah. I'll look that up later. The cast Leslie Nielsen is Mr. Hammond. Mm, shout Jamie, out to Rustin Hell yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is Kimberly Kim Hammond. Debbie Greenfield is young Kim. Casey Stevens is Nick McBride. Brock Simpson is young Nick. Young Nick sounds like a fucking rapper. <laughs> um, Eddie Benton as Wendy Richards. Leslie Scott as young Wendy. Michael Tough. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, as Alex Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Bosaki, I almost said Balsaki. I'm sorry, <laughs> Dean. As young Alex, Mary Beth Rubens as Kelly Lynch, Joyce Kite as young Kelly, Joy Thompson as Jude Cunningham, Karen Forbes as young Jude, Antoinette Bauer as Mrs. Hammond, Robert A. Silverman as Mr. Sky Sykes, Peter Oliver as Vicky, David Mucci as Lou Farmer, George. Tulados as oh, Lieutenant McBride, Melanie Morse as Henry Ann, David Bolt as Weller, Jeff Wincott as Drew Shinnick, David Gardner as Dr. Fairchild, Sheldon Rybowski as Seymour Slick Crane. Whew. So when you said Bosaki, it reminded me of the Psycho episode when there was something ball sand. <laughs> Go, um, please watch that episode, guys. The Psycho episode is a fantastic yes, one. Yes, the Psycho episode um, actually has surpassed all of our um, listening metrics. It is really? our number one episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Just a giant cinnamon bun beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> they could probably hear that we were getting higher as yeah. the episode was going, <laughs> and that's... <laughs> it's just... It's a masterpiece. It's <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. So we uh <laughs> the birthday episode that will live forever in mm -hmm. eternity, man. Jesus Christ. So we have Prom Night the remake. Dun dun dun. Which actually fit into what we say is the best runtime for horror films, clocking in at an hour and thirty minutes on think, the dot. I think the OG horror, um Prom Night was one thirty one or thirty two. So it was fairly close. Thirty three. One okay. minute one hour thirty three. The release date was April eleventh, two thousand eight. It was produced by Neil H. Mortiz, or Mortiz, I don't know how I'm going to say that, or Toby Jaff, Jaffe? Jaffe, Jaffe. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Uh, production companies, original film, new new market films, alliance films, and prom productions. The budget, 
20 million USD, and at the box office, it made 57.2 million. So that's Which pretty good. I was not expecting. Me either. Um, screenplay by J.S. Cardone, uh, directed by Nelson McCormick, cinematography by Sheko Varese. Sure. Sure. Uh, edited by Jason Ballantyne. That's that, a cool name. That, yeah, Ballantyne sounds cool as hell. It sounds like a um, Spanish person in Vineland. <laughs> Vineland. Uh, music by Paul Hasslinger. Also a cool name. Where to watch? Currently, you are able to watch Prom Night on Hulu and Night Flight Plus with subscription. I've never heard of that. I actually had to look it up when I saw it. And, dude, there's a lot of really crazy fucking shit on there. Really? Yeah, like Sentai shows, like like Power Ranger Japanese oh, shows. All sorts of fucking crazy kaiju movies and like old school MTV shit. Like it, holy shit, bro! There's a lot of fucking wild stuff mm, on that. Shout and like outs. even like crazy indie horror movies. Nice. Yeah, Night Flight Plus. If you um pay attention to our podcast, please give us subscriptions and we'll suck your schmeat every episode. We'll review every episode you got. We'll review whatever. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's also possible to rent or buy Prom Night on Apple TV. Amazon Video, Google Play Movies, YouTube, Microsoft Store, Redbox, DirecTV, and Voodoo Online. The this ratings. Is what? A 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. A 9% on Rotten Nine. Tomatoes. Oh, I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. And 51% on just what you do. Dude. That's crazy. That is way too fucking low. But that's because of the hate that the remake got. Because I, the mm. OG Prom Night was heralded as a cult classic it's not even a cult classic like it's an industry classic it's weird to me I, yeah we, we're but we've discussed that. that on previous episodes yeah. with fucking all the mm. all the um the sorority ones, ones and shit mm. they're cult fucking classics they're looked at and heralded as like cinematography fucking masterpieces and shit eh, i don't i don't know anyway gonna yeah yeah it's gonna be good yeah uh, the plot Donna's senior prom is supposed to be the best night of her life, though a sadistic killer from her past has different plans for her and her friends. Lady Media, just the original prom night. Because um, the only reason why it's that is because it it has um, some elements from the original prom yeah, night. Yeah, it's definitely not a copy and paste. No, no, no. Completely no. different like plot yeah. in general. Uh, trivia, there's nine more in Imdibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibib
I so, know. It's fucking wild. So, hey, shout out either way. Yep. Uh, number seven, Jessica Stroop and Brittany Snow became close friends on the set of the film. Number eight, during the scene at the hair salon, the original Myers, Myers house from the original Halloween, 1978, can be seen outside the window. Jamie Lee Curtis, who starred in Halloween, also starred in the original Prom Night 1980. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mm-hmm. notice that. Yeah. Hmm. That's not the only time that the Myers house is going to make an appearance this episode as well. Uh, number nine, Nelson McCormick had done extensive research into proms going as far back as where and when the first prom was ever held in American history in the film, compiling detailed portfolios for the cast and crew, which had an introduction on the verge of the prom and what it represents. However, writer J.C. Cardone, when going over what would be the titular prom with McCormick, ultimately uh, decided on a prom, which apart from the music and dancing of the Bridgeport seniors, was beyond the scale of budget, oh, beyond the scale or budget of a standard American prom. Yeah. I have to say one thing. I just got to point out real quick about that. The fucking dance scene in the original, top tier, even though it was like way too long. It was like 10 minutes. It's still top, yeah, yeah. But top tier. Top tier. Number 10, if you don't count Tourist Trap 1979, which is PG, the PG-13 rating didn't exist yet, damn, or Cry Wolf 2005, which was edited to be PG-13 with the uncut R-rated version released on home video, then this film holds the distinction of being the first slasher film in the history of horror films to receive the PG-13 rating. Really? Mm-hmm. When a stranger calls 2006 doesn't necessarily count as the killer doesn't use knives. An aspect of the film that was critically review, uh, reviled, reviled excuse yeah. me, by fans and critics alike, the unrated cut only restores one minute of footage, and it's still tame enough to pass for PG-13. Huh. Yep. Oops, sorry. I learned something new. It was purposely shot to be PG-13. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, the cast. Uh, Brittany Snow as Donna Keppel. And it blew my mind to know that that was the woman from uh, the Pitch Perfect series and yep. from the horror film... I think it's Would You Rather, which we yep, covered. Which we covered. Yep, yeah, yep. in the archives. Uh, Scott Porter as Bobby Jones, Jessica Stroop as Claire Davis, Dana Davis as Lisa Hines, Collins Penney, I'm assuming, Penny, as Ronnie Heflin, Kelly Blatt as Michael Allen, James Rassone as Detective no, Nash. Michael Allen? I said Allen. Yeah, no, Michael Allen. Or is that, that wait, is that not the name of the guy from fucking... Um... The Office? No, no, that's Michael Scott. Um, um, Michael Allen, isn't that the dude from fucking American Psycho? Or is it it's something Allen or something? Right? Oh, that's uh, Paul Allen. Paul Allen. God damn it! Sorry, guys. Horror brain. No, you're good, dude. His uh, name should have been Paul Allen. <laughs> uh, James Ranson as Detective Nash, one of the smartest like cops in yeah. any horror film, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Brian Davis as Chrissy Lynn. Kellen Lutz as Rick Leland. Uh, Mary Mara as Miss Waters, Ming Na Wen as Dr. Elijah Crow, Jonathan Sachech as Richard Fenton, Idris Alba as Detective Wen, also mm-hmm. super smart fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Just... Jessica Gilsig as Aunt Karen Turner, Linda Ashby as Uncle Jack Turner. Jaina Kramer as April, Rachel Spector as Taylor, that's a cool name, mm-hmm. Valerie Ross as Miss Hines, Lori Heerig as Miss Keppel, Nicholas James credited as Nick James as Danny Harper, and Joshua Leonard as Bellhop. Yep. 
it also super shocked me that that was Idris Elba. As soon as yep. they showed him, I was like, is that really him? I had to look up the cast, yep. and I was like, holy shit. And I forget the dude's name in the in the movie, but one of the dudes is also in Twilight. Yep. And he was also Hercules, I think, in one of the Hercules films. I forget his name, so I yep. apologize. Yep. He was in the Hercules after The Rock was Hercules, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. He was like in the more modern one, like 2012 yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. Whew. These movies were better than I expected, both of them. Yeah. Because the past two episodes have been kind of like frustrating because of how bad past they, three. they were. The yeah. Past three. And I was like, I've kind of gotten to expect them to be bad, and both shocked me. Right. So, with that being said, why oh, don't yes. we go ahead and get into our scores, and then uh, we'll discuss why we're giving them those scores as we're going along. Okay. All right. So, for acting... I gave to the original because, in my opinion, this seemed to be the time when horror was finally getting out of that kind of, I was here on 21st Street, and blah, 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 the super right. fast talking, and then how they moved into like the soap opera acting. It mm-hmm. feels like right at this point, after Halloween to this, is when acting horror became top tier to me. Right. It wasn't a hammy and over the top. Okay. Um, I also gave it to the OG. Nice. Because... I pretty much feel the same way. I feel like this is we're we're heading into peak horror acting. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to what you can do with horror acting, mm-hmm. seeing how it was, as you said, how it evolved from the gumshoe, uh, fifties, sixty style fast talking into the uh, uh, psycho talking shit of the seventies into the silent killer of the 80s and it's just the way that it's evolved has been wild Mm -hmm. and we're getting into that friday the 13th uh next michael myers this that like uh chucky's coming we're getting into peak horror 80s this is what everybody loves about 80s horror right here we're like knocking at the fucking door uh the door so that's why i chose like you said acting for the oj mm-hmm. um directing this was tough but i like the direction of the remake a little more really yeah um do you think that goes in line with the portrayal of the movie the yes. environment and all that like do you think that that's going to play a major factor mm-hmm. And it's also going to kind of probably be the same thing as, like, the Sorority Row movies. You pictured Sorority Girls one way. Like, I picture prom another way. You picture prom how, you know, prom in your era was. Whoa. Holy schmeats. That is um, one of my neighbors. Um, But directing for me was from the OG. Okay. Because that plays into the time period and the environment. Um, I noticed that we've been doing that a yeah. lot. Like when we pick the directing, <laughs> that's going to determine the environment and everything. Um, but yeah, so the directing for me was definitely the OG because um, I like the style and also it fit with how I perceive yeah. things. So writing and plot. The plot I gave to the remake. Ooh. While both plots are good, my whole thing is that they took... The remake took what was the subplot of the original and made that into who the killer was. Because okay. if you think about it, the, the person in the original that they thought was the escaped yeah. person in jail had nothing to do with it. Right. But here they took that and then made that kind of... They made a twist, made him the killer, and made it her 
teacher in her teacher high school yeah. and all that. So yeah. that's why I kind of went for that way of the plot. I kind of like the the stalker vibes because it felt more slashery than what they did in the original to me. Okay, um, I went with the OG. Okay, because I feel like the story of bullying going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I think that that could be translated to any timeline. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very prevalent in the 1980s. Um, so yeah, that the writing and plot to me of somebody basically going psycho over the loss of somebody that they saw get killed, yeah. like that's that hits that yeah. hits different, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I gave it to OJ. Um, killer. I gave it to OJ. Okay. I feel like the killer was just so like while I like the concept of the killer, he was just bland. Yeah. Didn't really do much, just did the typical staring at the protagonist for the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I give it to OJ. Um I also gave it to OJ because you think it's a female. Yep. You know, doing the kill you think it's her, you think that she's not dead. And the twist ending of mm-hmm. it being revealed to be, you know, I, I'm not gonna Gonna we'll, spoil we'll, stuff, but we'll, we'll we'll do spoilers for the end, and we'll give a countdown. Okay, because like, I kind of want to get into that a little more with the killers. Yeah, so I gave it to OG because there was a lot more meaning to Same. that story. Um, casting gave it to OG. <laughs> that is, that is a strong cast, and they're all good. Like I don't know a majority of those actors, but I know the one actress did actually later in life had like a um, something like some kind of brain injury mm-hmm. and all that but shout out to her because she still turned her life around and is doing amazing yeah. things that cast is strong man and they're not even strong. like strong the, the, like a lot of them aren't like super major known unless yeah. i'm wrong but to me i thought that they were better than the more recent actors that i know of you know right. what i mean the, right. that acting is fantastic right um same um leslie nielsen uh fucking uh, shout outs shout outs leslie nielsen and Jamie Lee Curtis alone, those two were the essence of that movie. And, of course, The Killer. The Killer was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, soundtrack. I gave oh, – no, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I forgot we were doing you first. <laughs> I gave Doji. OG. Yeah. Bro, that – the fucking – the dance scene alone, even though I was a little like, okay, this is going on a little long. Yeah. Fantastic. The whole problem was great. Yeah. The music they used, I was even like dancing in my chair. And the fact that we found out that he did it in five yeah. days. Mm-hmm. All those bangers in five fucking days, that is wild. Yes. Um, so for me, yeah, it was also the OJ. Um, gore and kills. I give the OJ. Yeah. Because, let, let me let me just, I don't give a fuck, this isn't even a spoiler. Almost every kill and remake is either a next slice you don't technically see and a bunch of stabbing. That's and it. multiple stabbings. That's it. That's it. In the dude, and the, you don't even see him in the original. You actually because see it, and they're good. Yeah, they're good. because in because again, the remake was intentionally to be PG thirteen, so you couldn't show the stabbings, yeah. you couldn't show this, you couldn't do. Like, there was a lot that you couldn't do. It was definitely weak. But you know, mm-hmm. when you have um, flickering lights going off on a disco floor yeah. and a head just sitting there, and the shadows playing off of it, that shit was wild. Like, yeah, it was definitely good, but. Like, yeah. when it got to that kind of stuff. I yeah. have to say the original, my favorite thing is, that man has the <laughs> sharpest axe I've seen. Ever. Because when he cut that dude's head off, my brother, I laughed. I had to show my dad that. I was like, yeah. look at this. We both cracked up for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was fucking great. Um, 
this is going to be a hard one, but pacing, because they're both tight in that mm-hmm. fucking one hour, 30 minute, you know. Sound like us out it, there 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I know. I gave it to remake Ooh. just because it got it got to the prom. The title's prom night, and you didn't get to the prom in the original till about like the halfway point. Right. We had to have the, all the characters introduced, right. the couples, blah, 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 all the, the backstory. This, so that, that's why yeah. I thought the pacing was a little better because we got to the prom at least quickly. Um, I gave it to the OJ. Oh, I also want to go back real quick. Gore and kills. Are they the same category? Or yeah, it's the same just... category. Okay, then. Yeah, I'm, gore slash kills. I'm a same category. But... Okay, good. I'm sorry. Yeah, anything with the slash is the same category, and if it's in the brackets, like killer. Yeah, or when killers, I was copying it's... it down, I wrote it as two uh, separate. No, it's okay, dude. It's fine. Um, pacing for me, I gave to the OG. Okay. Um, because I liked. I liked the background story for this. Okay. There's a lot of horror movies out there that the background story pretty much fucking sucks and <laughs> doing all the killing doesn't make up for the background yeah. story, especially when slashers became so formulaic, mm-hmm. like in the eighties yeah. and the reason why the genre died. Um, I think the pacing for this was fucking perfection because it gave a good backstory mm-hmm. It gave a lot of twists along the way, and the fucking ending was like, whoa, big big time reveal type thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's why okay. I went with pacing for that. Um, time period. I went with OJ. Really? Yes. Wow. That is surprising. Because I, I, I don't know. Even the aesthetic of the prom felt yeah. more natural. Prom. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the remake, they're at this big grand hotel and they got like all these super yep. lights. And yeah, that. I know it was like the rich girl paid for it all, but eh, I prefer the other one. It was like they just raised the money. and Yeah, and exactly. That, so. Hell yeah. That's that's literally my reasoning too. So I don't yeah. need to go too deep in the detail there. Um, environment. I actually went with OJ. Really? Literally for the reasons I just said. Yep. Same, same here. Um, and the new category. Oh, yes. The ending. I went with OG. Of course. You know why? Because, because this is the reason why. Ending. It's a downer ending, and this is also the movie that really set into motion, yes, I want to do endings as a category for. Yep. Because the moment you said that, I was like, you know what? We do have a lot of crazy endings. Yep. And. I, I think the ending to this one solidified Josh as saying I would like to do this. <laughs> yeah, because, um, when I was when I was watching it, I thought of um, a couple because I well, I listen to our show when I'm at work yeah. when I can. Yeah, and same. We always talk about like oh the ending for this was bad and it was good, so I figured why not throw in a category? Yeah, fuck it. I mean yeah. we have to decide which is better ending at least. It's perfect. Um, so for me, the OG has a clean sweep. Of eleven to nothing. Well, it doesn't matter what mine is because I only have uh, three for the remake. Okay. Oh well. Psh. Um. So that's seven, eight to four. Yeah, eight to four. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, OG, Either way, OG wins. OG destroyed it. It's it's a it's a nineteen to four. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Sorry. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. <laughs> but here's the thing. Even though we gave it that score, in my opinion, I still think Remake is a better film than what people are giving it shit for. Right. 
it's really not that bad. Like, even if the kills are like, even it's PG thirteen, even if the kills are kind of tame, it's still not a bad movie. And the cast wasn't annoying in the remake. Like the couples, I felt were real couples. Right. And I gotta and I gotta give props again for having two of the smartest cops I've seen in horror and the nicest boyfriend I've ever seen in horror. Yeah. For the for uh, Brittany Snow's character. Because yeah. that man is the most like no, I understand. It's fine. Yeah, it's we're fine. we're it's not good. them. I like, right. perfect. Right. So the, I, I highly suggest seeing both. They're both good films. Yeah, I I can say. I can say after everything, you know, I, I can see the hatred for the remake. Of course, I can see it. You know, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, we've seen worse on this. We've seen worse show. on this. Um farm for example the farm um the the fucking sorority house yeah, ones both uh sorority row and sorority house massacre yeah that's just uh, the last couple wars have not been rough very angry very angry wars angry um, wars angry wars but no i i think that the og winning deserves it it makes sense. big time um now we're going to throw it out to all of our guys gals non-binary pals out there <laughs> uh we're going to put a poll up yep after the episode is released and um you're gonna vote and we will tell you the winner of the uh vote on the next episode of horror wars oh yes oh yes <laughs> it was my face wasn't it no it was, it was just it was more of those like i just don't know how to end this so fuck it horror club each episode we pick a film that complements the war we then review it under a series of categories and ultimately tell you whether we think you should pass, rent, or buy. Oh, yeah, it's time for one of the sexiest segments of the show. Oh, yes. Good old horror club. We love Horror Club around these parts. If we ever had like a sponsorship with a, a sandwich place, it could be the Horror Club sandwich. Come on. The man. Horror Club sandwich. TM, oh my TM, God. trademark, trademark, trademark. Trademark, trademark, Horror Club sandwich. Oh, my God. <laughs> so today, we are doing beloved indie film. It is a super loved film. It is? It actually is. It's got like fucking like. 60 70 percent and fucking just watch and rotten tomatoes loves it it's like i didn't put the all the facts down i know i know we're gonna get there we're gonna get there but uh that movie is tragedy girls release date october 20th 2017 one hour 38 minutes that nice sweet area estimated two million usd Box office one hundred and twenty-two thousand two hundred eleven. <laughs> it was only on twenty-two theaters, and it was in theaters for like thirty days. So, <laughs> production companies are it's the Comeback Kids and New Artist Pictures. All right, we got a we got Eminem rap god here going on. Produced by Anthony Holt, Armin Angeheim, Edward Mocktram. Cameron Van Hoy, Tara Ainsley, or Ansley, and Craig Robinson. Who did a pretty good job for Who being did in a, a horror film. Pretty good job for being in a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. I just couldn't get over his fucking Pizza Hut commercials in my <laughs> head while I was watching it. It's great. It's great. Pizza Hut is great. Um, screenplay by Chris Lee Hill 
and Tyler McIntyre. That's a fucking name. Mm -hmm. Tyler McIntyre. This episode has the most insane names. <laughs> yes. Except for back during the Japanese episode we did. Yeah, but oh, I don't right. even think they were as harsh as this, I man. Know. Directed by Tyler McIntyre. Um, cinematography by Powell Pogorowski. I'm sorry, Pozlerowski. Yep. Edited by Martin Penza. Music by Russ Howard III. The plot. A, a twist on the slasher genre following two death-obsessed teenage girls who use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. We despise this fucking movie. <laughs> so poop. Starring Alexandra Ship as Michaela Hooper, Brianna Hildebrand as Sadie Cunningham, Josh Hutcherson as Toby Mitchell, Craig Robinson as Albert Big Al Hill, mm -hmm. Kevin Durand as Lowell Orson Lehman, Jack Quaid as Jordan Welch, uh, Timothy V. Murphy as Sheriff Blaine Welch, Nick Wellen as Mrs. Kent, Carrie Rhodes as Drew, hope Cody Rhodes wins today, <laughs> Austin Abrams as Craig Thompson, <laughs> Andy Bethea as Mr. Hooper, Rosalind Chow as Mayor Campbell, Keith Hudson as Chuck Cunningham, Savannah Jade as Syl, Loren Lester as Principal Reed, Ma Mary Carmen Lopez as Trish, Sophia Mitchell as Tracy, Elsie Neal as Mrs. Hooper, Tori Stop Stolper yep. as Alice Wade, William Tokarski as Mr. Gordon. Good job, dude. God, that was a landmine. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Thank you, though. So the Musk Bridge film fact. The Sweetheart's Bridge from the opening was a practical location suggested by the filmmakers by locals. This sequence was originally scripted to take place at a lover's lane. The bridge was established in 1996, which was the same year Scream, 1996, was released, which was a major influence on this film. I had to pick that. I'm sorry. I was like this then? movie. Yes, it was. I had to pick that. There was a lot of them that I could have picked. Like pretty much everybody's name in the movie is a play on either a director of a horror movie or the name of like um, some movie characters yeah. like Hooper and Cunningham. That's the fucking Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw mm -hmm. Massacre director and Cunningham is the Friday the 13th director. So like they, they, you know, they played that up and I love that, you know. That's cool. I'm... A huge stickler for horror movie homages. Okay. Okay. When her house that she made, the the one girl, that was Michael Myers' house. Oh, sure. It was oh. th that. I hope we got that. Yeah. If you guys hear a crackling noise and why I just went, oh, my chest just cracked. That was fucking weird, but it felt amazing. Yeah. It looks like it was. Oh, God, I'm yawning. <laughs> it looked like it was amazing. Your eyes, like, popped open oh, and shit. God. It was great. Um, but yeah, that's why I like this movie so much. The killers were fucking wild. The the plot itself was kind of crazy. Yes, I agree. Because, well, wait, you didn't say it yet. Um, we've talked about it outside pre-podcast. So go ahead and say why it's not believable for you. And then we'll, we'll get into it. It's just, to me, I, I just didn't like it in general. I don't like it when more modern films, close to like now-ish... Mm -hmm. have to make everything just like I, I know social media is used a lot now especially nowadays 
But it's like everything is like, did you see it on Twitter? It was on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. They were obsessed. Like they kept doing that. And it's like, are you jelly? And they use that. And like, I use that, that phrase too, but they used it for like serious moments. And it just mm-hmm. felt fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, eh, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too into it. It's just a lot of the tropes that they did. I'm just, they just annoyed me. The whole movie annoyed the shit out of me for some reason. Yeah. Like, I, I do like the concept. I like them have being like, we want to recruit a serial killer to teach us and blah, blah, right. blah. But it's like, did you really even need him in the first place? You no, because you, you literally yourself. were hacking up somebody yeah. right there and you didn't need the serial killer for that. Like, you were going to do that. And something about the tropes of having the main villains be like almost untouchable in a mm-hmm. sense. And it's not because they're women either because I fucking it's... hated the brothers from the mother movie we watched. I don't like it when I know they're supposed to be powerful, but it was just I never felt like they were ever going to lose. House of Wax. Was it House of Wax? The brothers from House of Wax? But or was those it two. Oh, and yeah, because yeah, because you were talking about the the standard quote unquote hillbilly that yeah. you know that so mother and um, House of Wax. House of Wax. So it, yeah. I just I don't like that whole even if they're supposed to be the main characters are the bad guys, I never mm-hmm. felt like there was a, like anything. And they went with the corny ass divide of like, hey, you know your your friend is actually using you, and they think that they're the right. leader. Like that's just so fucking bland to me. Right. And I, I mean, I know it's a I get comedy it. film, but I just didn't like it. Yeah. No. Like we were talking about outside. I get it. I one thousand percent get it. But I leaned into it, right? Knowing what it was. Okay. Maybe. Maybe in the future I'll Did you did you just like see that we were doing Tragedy Girls and then watch it? Or did you like watch a trailer first or like do any other like type of no. research? Usually with horror wars I go right into watching it. Okay. Now when I was doing prom night, I knew I wanted to do prom night versus yeah. prom night. And then I wanted to do a horror wars for a movie or um horror club for a movie that was similar to prom night. Yeah. And I saw Tragedy Girls and I was like, Okay, it's it's got a nice little thing there, you know. It's a popular movie. It's the same vein. We could use it. You know, I know that the prom doesn't actually take place until like the last 15 minutes of the movie, roughly, maybe 20. That's okay. But it's still, it still was building to that. Right. So, um, I really enjoyed all of it. Okay. And I love the fact that, uh, Brianna Hildebrand got her own movie. Yeah. Because um, I don't remember her character's name in the fucking Deadpool movies, but that's where everybody started falling in love with her because she was a fucking psychotic dickhead asshole in those movies and just kept giving giving Deadpool the mm-hmm. middle finger all the time. Supersonic some shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, something war mind or warhead. Or some, yeah, war, yeah, supersonic warhead or some crazy mm-hmm. shit like that. But I started really digging her as an actress at that point. So that's why she looks so fucking familiar. Yes. I didn't even realize that. Yes. And she kind of acts like that same character no. in this movie. So, I, and of course, you know, Big Al, um, Craig Robinson, even though I couldn't get Pizza Hut commercials out of my head, he did really fucking good in this movie, man. Once we get into the talking points, there are parts of that movie I enjoyed, but right. as a whole, I just didn't enjoy it. Okay, let's get into talking points because we're, we're essentially doing that right yeah. now. So, acting. It was good, but annoying to me. Okay, I get that. You know what I mean? I get that. And it just goes into that. Because, because it felt like over-embellished teenager. Yeah, just just too much. What me. movie was it a couple movies ago where we were like, damn, this is exactly how teenagers talk? 
I don't remember. I don't remember either, but there's a way to make teenagers act, mm-hmm. and then there's a way to not make teenagers act. It's almost like they took the stereotype for, like, teenagers Everything. nowadays yeah. and then just took it to the fucking max. Blew it, it out of proportion, annoying. yeah. Um, and I can agree with that. Yeah. I can agree with that. Like, the acting, they were very over the top. Um, especially, spoilers real quick. Uh, no, we'll get into to gore mm-hmm. and that. Directing. I liked the direction of it, but it it just bugged me that they underused the serial killer guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like and, and he looked fucking he looked, whoever whoever played him. I don't remember his name. Did an amazing job. My man looked fucking psychotic the whole time, and it worked. Yeah, and they just under underused it. It was uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant was Lowell, Lowell Orson Lehman. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the directing and the cinematography in this movie were really on point. Mm-hmm. Like the the scoping, the scaling, everything and how like certain scenes were handled. Um when they're in the uh the wood shop. Yeah. And the That's janitor the, destination the janitor just comes in as they're yeah. doing what they're doing and then just turns the fucking light off. And you're just looking at them stare at you and the light goes mm-hmm. off. That shit was great to me. Yeah. Um, so with the directing on that, the the cinematography, I, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, the writing and plot. Again, the plot point of the them kind of doing it and then writing blogs and putting the, the, the cloak over one's eyes that they're the killers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I liked it, but a lot of the other shit was just so unnecessary for me. Okay. Um, I can... I'll just elaborate and say I really like that portion of it, but I just like all of it. Yeah, like I mean, uh, again, horror wars, horror club. Josh and I aren't going to agree with that. That's the war of the whole episode. That's that's the point of the episode. We we have different opinions. We are human beings, and we are allowed that. So if you're tuning in to hear us fucking fight with each other over shit, we're not going to fight. We're going to be like, yo, bro, I see your point. It's a good point, man. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to stick to my point. (laughs) Um, The killer. Or killers, because we've yeah. got like four fucking killers in this movie. So, not bad. Again, Mm-mm. no. E- even though I do like the even the serial killer, his his kills even were a little weak for him. But uh, not bad. But I, I think it's because he was supposed to be like the standard yeah. '80s horror slasher. So you know the killers mean? weren't terrible when they got to like the. The getting in the action parts were pretty good. Right. But other than that, like, just those two were not interesting to me as characters. I don't know why. It's fine, man. It's all good. Um, for me, I liked them as the killers, and I liked him as a killer. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of the horror movie that came out a couple years ago with Vince Vaughn, but he played a serial killer, and he... <laughs> He, what made the movie great was he played a serial killer and he got transferred into the body of a 17 year old girl and the 17 year old girl got transferred into the body of the serial killer. Oh, what the fuck? And he was going around killing and shit as a 17 year old girl with like the strength of him and the killer was just like afraid and was like (laughs) trying to, because it's a girl. Like it was one of the fucking craziest horror movies. It was so good. But Vince Vaughn's, um, serial killer looked a lot like this dude's serial killer in this movie. Um, so 
because it made me remember a really good horror movie that I enjoyed. I I really liked him as a serial yeah. killer too. Okay. Um, and also when they teamed up towards the end and shit, only to be betrayed. Yeah. It was just I liked the kind of twisty stuff that happened in this movie too. Um, so yeah, uh, that's gonna lead into casting. How do you, you've already kind of made it known. I mean, it, it was a good cast, but I just, I just didn't like this movie. I don't know why. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's absolutely fine. Um, I like the cast. I liked, um, Josh Hutchinson. I liked fucking mm-hmm. seeing all the, all the people that were in there. Um, Sadie Cunningham, uh, no, Brianna Hildebrand, Alexandra Shipp, Josh Hutchinson, Craig Robinson, uh, Kevin Durant did great. You know, the whole fucking cast as you're going on, man, I really enjoyed what everybody did. So, um, that'll lead us to the soundtrack. Soundtrack was pretty good. Soundtrack was lie. soundtrack was like poppy more, fucking more modern. Modern music. Yeah, like like the Chucky TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When people were bitching about the Chucky TV show soundtrack, it fits. Yeah. It, it's it's modern, it fits. It's I remember fun. um Shot the hard script and we were doing those. We were like, the music's fine. What the fuck? Right. Everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, you know. Um, gore slash kills. Actually pretty good. Yes. The, the Really the, good. With the fucking, the bench, well, the Smith machine head crush scene. I was like, yep. I'm just going to do dumbbells now in the gym forever. <laughs> Dude, the moment that I saw that, I told you outside, but I was like, Josh is, Josh is never doing a bench press yeah. again. Never. The moment that I saw that, I was like, oh, no. I was Not like, good. he's so afraid right now. Like, fuck that. It's done. There were there were definitely newer kills. Like, yeah. you know, ones that, I, that you don't see. In the wood shop. Yeah. You know, when All spinning fucking head. That's that was Final dope. Destination shit. Literally yep. a line. Yep. It was great because the whole concept of the movie at the beginning, I guess you could say, is they're doing all these killings, but they're not getting the credit for yeah. it because it looks like accidents. Mm-hmm. So they really wanted to make sure that um, this one couldn't be construed as an accident. Yeah. So they went really out of the way. And, and, and look, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, pacing. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't think it, it, it didn't feel like that long of a film. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, this is a slog in points. But I, for me, I was like, is this ever going to end? Right. Like I, I watched the whole thing. Right. Begrudgingly, but eh, pacing's okay. I enjoyed the pacing, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it. Everything was good. Um, so let's get into this here. Okay. Um, what do you, what do you give this? Do you give this a pass, a rent, or a buy? I would say rent it. I feel like people, between our, our differences and opinions for this one, I feel like at least give it a rent to see what you think. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. I think the reason I didn't enjoy it as much as you did is because, again, I'm still fairly new into the movie world of horror. Right. So I didn't even know that about the last names for the, the characters. You didn't know about the nuances. Right. So maybe and, that's yeah. why the movie was lost on me and I'm being harsh. Right. Which is which I enjoy because that's still me having fresher eyes on it. Right. So people can hear the who are also new to horror and have never right. seen it. Right. Maybe they'll have my my side, but I'm curious. I would say definitely rent it. Yeah. To see what you I would say think. rent it too because um, just because it's my style and I right. and my personally would be buy like yeah. you know you can watch it for free on Tubi. You yeah. can watch it for on free for a lot of places. I watched it on Tubi. There's like 10 other services yeah. that have it. There's there's no shortage on watching Tragedy Girls. Yeah. 
if it wasn't available on these services, yeah. I would personally say buy. But because our our this is one of the first times in Horror Club that we're excuse me so super divided on a movie yeah. that it's making us choose mm -hmm. rent because you can see the points, I can see mm -hmm. your points, and it's just it, it is what it is. Yeah. Like definitely go out of your way to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um. We don't know if you're going to love it. We don't know if you're going to hate yeah. it, but it's definitely, it's a divisive movie, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I think overall you're going to have an okay experience. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So, um, yeah, definitely rent it. That was our club. Do, do, do. The List of Doom. Each episode, we pick a theme to go along with the rest of the show. It's a top five list of movies, characters, events, music, or anything in between. Welcome to the list of doom. Oh, yeah. Josh's favorite part of the show. Which is uh, top five horror movie proms. Top five horror movie proms. So I kind of went with the thought process of picking films that either had a prom scene or the prom was involved even a little bit. Right. Not their particular prom. Right. You know I, I mean? Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. Okay. Um, surprisingly enough, there's a lot of horror movies that deal with prom you wouldn't you wouldn't think it but yeah um <laughs> so as we do with every episode our little tribute to horror hor horrible horror person chills <laughs> oh what <laughs> horrible horror person because we hate his voice so much that we mimic him oh yeah <laughs> I don't think we either neither of us have honorable mentions this week. Hell no. Yeah, it was it was kind of tough. Um because we went in It's a very niche. It's a very niche. There's a lot, but I haven't yeah, seen a lot of same. these movies. So, um what is your number 5? So my number 5 is Cabin in uh Cabin Fever 2. Okay. Spring Fever. Spring Fever. Yep. Okay. Um pretty decent movie. Not as good as the original Cabin no. Fever, but yeah, I can understand why you would put it at number five. Um, number five for me is Prom Night 1980. Okay. Yeah. Strong film. Strong film. Um, the reason, I, we'll, we'll, when we get to number one, you'll understand why. Um, so what's your number four? So number four was, was tough because I was trying to find stuff to fit. And this I actually watched with my mom when I was younger. Okay. Would, it was uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series from 92. And I know for a fact... You mean that the movie from 92? There was a TV series in 92. Mm, it was just a movie. There was a TV series. Oh, okay. Um, My number four is Dance the Dead 2008. I have never heard of that film. It is a Asian horror film where basically the losers that didn't get... um dates to prom end up having to save the people at prom so i'm not gonna spoil anything the movie is from 2008 but as we always do with like you know asian niche horror movies go out of your way to check it out it's a really cool movie um oh my god i almost fell backwards <laughs> what is your number three number three actually came out when i was in high school so there there's a reason why i picked it number three is jennifer's body jennifer's body megan fox yep Yep, yep, yep. 
that's like one of the films that blasted her career in the fucking oh yeah stratosphere and then transformers right after that so or no transformers did that then jennifer's body i also want to make a correction you were right i just always thought it was a tv series because my mom has it on on not cassettes on vhs tapes okay so they were in sections uh, oh, okay. Because remember, it came in '92, so I wasn't born yet. So it wasn't until right. like, '97 when I right. watched. I was it. very confused. Yeah, sir. so that, that that's on me. So I always thought that was a TV series, but there, that's because I have it in an episodic form. Right. There is a TV Buffy the Vampire yeah, which Slayer, which had Sarah Michelle Gellar, which had Sarah Michelle Gellar. Right. Yeah. 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 No, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, number three. You just did yours on the yep, Jennifer's body. Yep. My number three is. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation from 1995. Yep. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, baby. Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> Renee Zellweger, too. Yeah, I know, dude. In horror movies. What I think yes. is an underrated uh, Texas Chainsaw film, to be honest. Yes, I, I know you do. I know you do. All right, what is your number two? So my number two is from the archives really long ago for horror mm-hmm. wars would be Carrie from 1976, the original. Yep, yep, yep. My number two, Carrie from 1976, the original. And the funny part was when I was trying to decide, I went back and listened, and it, OG won anyway. And yeah. I still can. We both consider it to be better than the remake. Yep. So. Yep. Both remakes, because remember we were talk. We talked yeah. about the tw- the 2002 um, television remake yep. as well, because I slid it in there. Yep. yep. Um, what is your Number one. My number one is actually Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I knew that it. Generation. I knew it was gonna be. I do that. I love that film. I knew it was gonna be. I know. Matthew McConaughey steals it for me. Fuck, 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 Leatherface. <laughs> Just him in that film is. And um, my number one is Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1992. Hey. Um, I grew up with that movie. I loved that movie. Paul Rubens was great in that. Pee Wee Herman was in that movie. And he was a vampire. And this was like probably months before he got outed as masturbating in public. In a porn theater. In a porn theater. Yeah. But it it was a all around fucking wild ass movie. It blows my mind that this whole time I thought that was a TV show. It's all good, man. Wow. It's fine. I was going to let it ride, bro. I was going to let hey, you live your best life. Yeah. And I appreciate that. <laughs> and again... That's the point of our show. That, that, that's it, there the point was of the show. there was correction in real time today, everybody, and and of course no hard feelings because oh, I was like, yes. fuck it, I'm gonna let him ride with it. He wants to think it's a fucking television show. I'm gonna let his little heart think it's a television show. But <laughs> but there you go. That is our <clears throat> list of doom. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I don't feel like smiling. Horrors of gaming. Each episode, we pick a theme to go along with the rest of the show. It can be a list dissection or a game that stands out for us to discuss. Hearing that shit is so hype. <laughs> I, basically, I've been edging for two weeks. We referenced it in Horror Tube about Mortal Kombat because this is the horrors of gaming. Um, if you don't know what edging is, look it up. So, yeah, look that up. <laughs> Not around your kids or on work computers, though. <laughs>
<laughs> you fucking broke me. I'm sorry. But I have been wanting to talk about oh god Mortal Kombat and the most recent trailer that came out for the game. But before we get into that, shall we get into it? Yes, sir. So, oh, and this is also my first dip into writing something. This, this is show. yes. I was going to say after after we were done reading it, this, this is Josh's like first real foray into writing out a part of the script. Yep. And um, I. When I read it, I was like, damn, bro, this is fucking good. He was like, it sucks, doesn't it? I'm like, no, it doesn't fucking suck. He's like, you're just telling me that because you're a writer and we're friends. And you did it. And I was like, dude, literally, I have to make a couple continuity fucking changes. Mm. Literally. And I don't even think you're going to realize the continuity changes I made. Okay. It was just for better word play. Okay. That's literally all it was because I know how when you see certain words in certain directions, yeah. Because that's how that's yeah. why I changed it for you know a couple other things which we've already discussed one here. Um, I made it, I made it easier for you to say your words that you okay. sent me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but think about horror. Most do not think of video games being a major factor in the umbrella of what we call the genre of horror. It's true. But one game that is never really mentioned as a horror game when put next to other titles such as Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Dead Space, and many more is Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. The reason this series is the topic of this segment is because on May 18th, 2023, Mortal Kombat 1, yes, 1, has been announced to be released on September 19th, 2023. It will feature a confirmed list of characters as of this recording, Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Katana, Melina, Radiant Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Shang Tsung are pre-order bonuses along with a confirmation of Homelander, the boys, yeah, mm-hmm. and Peacekeeper, from Suicide Squad 2 being DLC characters. And also, um, who was the other one? Uh, Homelander and um, um, Omni-Man too. Omni-Man, yes. Omni-Man as well. So you got Homelander, Omni-Man, and Peacekeeper. Two very sarcastic, over-the-top, <laughs> I yeah. guess, villains. All of them sense. are. Yeah. yeah, technically. yeah. Um, before we gush about the game, though, let's talk about the history of Mortal Kombat a bit, shall we? The original Mortal Kombat was released in August of 1992 to arcades everywhere. Well, what some may not know is that the rival Street Fighter used 2D models, but Mortal Kombat, on the other hand, used real actors who performed their moves in front of a green screen, make, making the game look a bit more realistic than other fighters at the time. The use of real-life actors and its very gory and violent content is one of the reasons that ESRB, or Entertainment Software Rating Board, was created along with another game we've recently discussed, Night Trap. We discussed that... Nightmare in episode 42 of Horror Wars during the horror of gaming section for those that may wonder. Another fact that might surprise most is that Mortal Kombat as a series was supposed to be completely done with the final game being Mortal Kombat Armageddon 2006. After hearing nothing of the franchise for a couple years, NetherRealm Studios sprung to life and brought back the series with Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe 2008, which leads to the creation of the Injustice games. Mm-hmm. The franchise started to gain a huge media following when Mortal Kombat 9 2011 was released, leading to Mortal Kombat being featured in major fighting game tournaments like EVO. And every Mortal Kombat game since MK9 has been featured in every major video game fighting tournament since 2011. Mm-hmm. The story of Mortal Kombat 9 through 11 could be considered a second reboot of the series, as those games are a condensed version of Mortal Kombat 1 through 3, Combat 1 through 3, with some new characters and old characters having changed personalities and character arcs, leading to a completely new timeline being made at the end of Mortal Kombat 11. This is why we have a new timeline with the new Mortal Kombat 1, or as some may call it, Mortal Kombat 12, with our new God of Earthrealm. Uh, Fire God Liu Kang showed in the trailer what his new era will bring to this reboot. 
Once again, Mortal Kombat 1 will be released on September 19th, 2023. The hype for this game is unfucking <laughs> real. Yeah, man. They had a $250 edition for the, the release yep. that came with a Liu Kang figure, and just for PlayStation alone, sold out before 24 hours even hit. Yep. It's fucking wild, man. Um, the hype is unreal. When I watch the trailer in 4K, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. It has to be one of my favorite trailers I've ever seen for a video game. The 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 line of you've chosen to defy peace, then you've chosen war with a god is one of the <laughs> sickest fucking lines. And the delivery of the voice actor, ma. Yeah. They got my yeah. baby girl Melina in the trailer. Yep. She had to hurry up and hide her face. She shouldn't. I love that character. That has been my favorite female ninja yeah. Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat 2. You've talked about it in um Horror Tube. Yep. You know, we've we've talked about it a couple times even on Horror Wars, I think, like mm -hmm. because we were discussing something with the faces or some shit. Um Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, this game is gonna rock my fucking socks. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. What the new models oh alone. Oh my god, they look so real. It's yeah, weird. It's wild. People don't realize that Mortal Kombat is hard. And it even has horror, and we talked about this before when we kind of splurged about uh, Mortal Kombat, is they've had guest characters be horror movie characters. Mm -hmm. Leatherface, Jason. Freddy. Freddy. Ash. Ash hasn't been in it yet, but people want Ash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. uh, there, was, there was another Predator. Wasn't Pinhead Alien? in there, too? No, no, not Pinhead. That's another one people want. But we have Alien, Alien Predator. Predator. Uh, we Rocky, have, Terminator. Yeah, we have Terminator. <laughs> we have um, Rambo. Rambo? Yeah, Rambo, not Rocky. What the fuck of... is Rocky doing in a goddamn fighting... Oh, I mean, yeah, Rocky. And uh, Johnny Cage is going to have a character skin that is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep, Jean-Claude Van Damme is going to be in this one, too. So, I mean, it's going to be a really cool fucking game, man. Like... that. Yeah, that game had... There's 28 Mortal Kombats that people don't know about. There's yeah. PlayStation 1 games that people yep. don't know about. It's... There's Nintendo 64 games yeah. that came out. Like there was, there was a few that came out on Nintendo 64 that were fucking RPGs. Yep. You know. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. I just feel like. Oh, and Mortal Kombat 2, the movie. Armageddon is already being. Oh, oh, that movie. Being cast. Yeah. It's a. I think it's a sequel to the most recent one. Yeah. This. I was talking about Mortal Kombat Armageddon, the, the sequel 90s? to the 90s one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of the worst movies of all fucking time. Which, if you want to hear Oof. us talk about that movie, uh, look at the most recent episode of Part Two. Yep. Exactly. Um. So yeah, man, September can't come quick enough. I think that's gonna have to be a purchase for me. I, I already, like, I already pre-ordered the, the the deluxe. Yep, so. oh, I knew you would immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, what are you most looking forward to in the new Mortal Kombat? I've always been a fan of the fatalities. With how brutal that shit was in the trailer, oh, I'm ready God. to see what this looks like. Yeah. If the gameplay looks like that, I'm probably gonna be playing that all the time. And if you go to Xbox, it's crossplay, so we could play yes, each other is. a lot. Yes, we could stream can. it. Yes, we can. So um, be prepared for that on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm getting the shit out of that. Yeah, getting the shit out of Sadly that. Sadly enough, though, it is not going to be on previous-gen consoles. Right. So if you don't have a PS5 or Series X, you're yep. not going to play, play it. You, you can't play it, and you also can't play with us. Step up yeah. your game. Hey, maybe we could host uh, <laughs> yeah. rooms host online. Some, host and... some fucking Mortal Kombat 1 Yeah, have some games. 1v1s. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Real quick before we get out of the horrors of gaming, another bit of horror video game news. Um... Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, and Dead by Daylight is going to be a Dead by Daylight. Not not any of his characters. Not any. Nicholas Cage himself is going to be in Dead by yeah, Daylight. Yeah, it's like actually Nicholas Cage. Right. 
And Slipknot apparently has something yeah, going Slipknot on with that. Yeah, Slipknot and stuff are, is going to have some stuff going on too. We'll find out more about that in the summer, I think. And really quick, I want to shout out in the Harza Gaming. There is a Dead by Daylight streamer who is actually, um, his name is Poppers. And That's he, a cool name. But he is a Twitch streamer who, a couple years ago, didn't realize that he was diagnosed with ALS. He went through all this thing, he thought oh, wow. all this stuff. And he was diagnosed with it, terminal ALS. And last night on Twitter, he is, I believe, on his final days because he's down to needing oxygen and stuff like oh, that. Oh, man. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to Puppers. He was like a huge – he's a huge face in the Dead by Daylight community. Oh, facts. So if anyone wants to even write anything, I think they have a message board up for him. Uh, on Twitter, look up – I think it's just Puppers, TTV, mm-hmm. and he's a Dead by Daylight streamer. So I just want to give a shout-out shout to him. His name's Max. Okay. His real name's Max. So, again, just uh, – I hope his final days are peaceful. Hell yeah, man. And uh, just shout out to him. Yeah, no, facts. Because I know that Dead by Daylight was a big thing for you mm-hmm. for a while. A couple years. Um, you really gravitated towards the community and you really gravitated towards the game itself. So, yeah, that's definitely felt. Max, I hope everything goes good for you, Puppers. Because um, you you sent me a couple yeah. of videos from Puppers, so I remember those. Um, I hope everything's peaceful for you and you are surrounded by the ones that love you the most. Yep. And... Um, you did big things, and you're going to do big things in the afterlife. Yes, sir. Um, with that, we will end the Horrors of Gaming this week. Horrors of Gaming. Do-do-do-do-do-do. And shit. Our Cursed Ones. We answer questions and read comments by you, the ones who keep us going. Oh, yeah, it's sexy time. It's time for Our Cursed Ones. Yeah. This is the... Final segment of the show, and today we, well, it's not the final segment because we still have the bloopers after this, but they're, they're already recorded. Yeah. Yeah. So today from Mass MC, brava brava over in the UK. Um, Cheers, mate. He sent us in a question, and um, we're going to use it today. Oh, yes. So what is the best date night horror movie? Maybe recommend a movie for your listeners to watch that would go down well on a date night with their partners. That is such a good question. We we Rob brought that question up to me before we started recording, mm-hmm. and we both were like, "Hmm, yeah." So uh, this, yeah. this one was actually fucking tough. What a this good was question! Super fucking tough. Um, go ahead and say yours first because you 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 actually like thought of yours mm-hmm. within probably about like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I still think I'm not thinking yet because i'm just kind of waiting for a movie to come to my head okay i don't even have mine yet so my thought process of this is like if i were if if it was just in my shoes and i was going to take someone or rent a movie or something on a first date like right. you know what i mean let's yeah. chill and watch a movie type deal yeah i thought of one that wasn't too gory too over the top sexual you know until it wouldn't be awkward i went with what we have considered a hidden gem the number 23. You want the number 23? I think that that's enough of a mystery, thriller, horror, okay. enough to be a good first date. Okay. To where it's not like you're just seeing someone's head get fucking smashed in with a hammer. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't want to look like a psychopath off the first thing. So let's not go with too much of a graphic horror film. Okay. Um, I went into this like because horror is so popular now. Mm. Like, Millions and millions and millions and millions of people around the world are horror movie fiends and fans and all that. There's like message boards dedicated. There's dating services dedicated to horror. 
So I kind of was going to... Really? Yeah, there's dating services dedicated to heart. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I was figuring, let's just say it's it's a couple like that. They met in a horror uh, yeah. dating app or something or a horror group or something. Uh, that's kind of where my concept was. And I was thinking, like, they would probably fucking watch Terrifier and Evil Dead 2013. Holy shit. Yours is a complete opposite yeah. side. You want the most graphic shit. Yeah. <laughs> But no, like, I, like I feel yours. like, I, but that's where I'm coming from. Like modern people, in my opinion, because they're yeah. so fucking over the top with how they yeah. treat horror. That's just kind of, they would do it unironically, yeah. but it would be ironic that they're doing it. I also like that thought process of like, it's the best way to test the water. Like, right. Yeah, like, yeah, this is what I watch. <laughs> this, is, like, this is some psychotic shit, right. motherfucker. If they're like, oh, this movie is good. I found the one. Bro. I found the one, baby. Okay. Um, I see you. I see you. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, yeah, I think that would be their nights. Also, I would like to give a shout out to Mass MC. He is going to be at the UCOG eighth birthday bash at Fire and Lightbox in Vauxhall, July fourteenth. So in the UK. So if you're over there, go check him out. He 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 raps. He does a whole bunch of shit. Super dope DJ stuff. So yeah, man. Um, He's also going to be doing a rap for our opening theme soon. Uh, he just has to get back into the studio and stop performing. But if he stops performing, then he doesn't make money. Exactly. So it's a it's a it's a fucking claptrap. Shout out though. Shout outs though. Um, with that being said, that brings us to the end of this week's Heart Wars. Yep. Um, next week, as we do with Horror Two, we reveal the episode of Horror Wars. So for Horror Tube next week. We are going to be doing our 10th episode. Woo! 10th episode of HorrorTube. That is wild that we've been doing it for like two and a half months already. Mm-hmm. But um, number 10, Josh, of course, picked out the theme, as he does with pretty much every HorrorTube, is books we want made into horror films. Oh, yeah. I've been excited for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you know, we're going to talk about a couple other mm-hmm. things that episode that's our more free-flowing episode. We get extremely baked, tell yep. you what we smoked, um, and we smoke during the episode, yep. and we just, it's unhinged. It's, it's the most chill cast we got. That is, like, the best way that I can describe it. Yeah, it's yep. an unhinged ep- episode every fucking other week. So go check out HorrorTube. Um, with that being said, do you have any final words for anybody this week, sir? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, the one week we actually have a good ending. Yeah. Uh, you're like, nope, I ain't got shit no, to say, no. bro. All right. Well, then with that, uh, I guess we'll see you two and two. Two and two. Shout out to Chuck Woolery. Shout out to Chuck Woolery. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody for listening to us today. And um, yeah, make a sexy noise. <laughs> Even the dead laugh. Some things need to be recorded again, and we bring them to you at the end of every episode. Some testy testers. Oh, yes. Test my testers. It's like I'm talking about balls. My testicles. Test my testes. (laughs) When I came home from work last night, one of my dogs was so excited that he literally headbutted me in the balls. (laughs) Like, what an I was asshole. Like, I was like, hey, buddy. And I just felt the most pain in my balls ever. <laughs> Show right you can do with his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiger uppercut. <laughs> I wish we could use that for the fucking intro. Imagine. Yeah. You know, we, we go through our intro, we read the script. Uh, the script.
The ski ripped. Yeah, the ski ripped. Yeah, and man. we get to the war, but instead of like the like Lamont talks and he says the war, and then it fucking you just hear war, war pigs. War pigs start. Yeah. That'd be so nice. Yo, Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, we need your help. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine how cool it'd be? Like, yeah, mate, I'm gonna give you the the ability to use it. You you can have it. Oh my gosh. No, Black Sabbath, Ozzy, Tony, and Cream, all y'all. Our listeners, help us get into contact with Ozzy so we can use War Pigs because he loves horror and us. Like oh. shopping cart down the yeah, sidewalk? It's, it's, I, yeah, Uber 3. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a scooter. How was it? I'm not quite sure. That was a weird sound. Damn, we went the whole episode without any fucking bloopers, dude, except for the last segment. That is wild. Nice. I ruined it. Because the other two bloopers were just us fucking around, like, no. with the recording. Damn. And this is... Yeah. It's fucking good, though. It's mm. fine. Fine. I hope we got it. Like, the, the fucking ram... Oh. The trail car. <laughs> the tram car. Watch the tram car, please. Watch the tram car, please. If you're from the Jersey area, and no. you know where that's from, we don't even need to tell you. Ooh, it's sexy time. Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? That song's about cannabis flower. It's about marijuana. <laughs> Welcome to the last segment of the show. <laughs> um, we are going to be doing the cursed ones, our cursed ones now. This is where we kind of uh, throw everything over to all of you. You want me to just begin this again? No, you're good. Are you, are you sure? Because mm-hmm. right, I, I think I fucked that one up. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think I, I think I fucking. I, I, would, I would like to do it again, please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Lamont, and I appreciate you sticking around for this ending message. You can find me at Vilcado on Instagram. Also, be sure to follow Horror Wars on all social media platforms, including TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and everywhere in between. If you want to leave a horror question, comment, or say something about the show, please drop us an email at horrorwarspodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, and remember, keep it classy with a dash of slashy. Hello, and welcome to Horror Wars. My name is Lamont, and I will be guiding you through this macabre dance of a show where two longtime friends for horror movies against their inevitable remake. Please be aware that horror movies, as a general rule of thumb, have violence, gore, murder, rape, dismemberment, crazy practical effects, and much more. Also, the hosts aren't versed in languages from around the world, so they may mess up some names and places here and there. If none of that bothers you, then get ready for a podcast like none other. This is Horror Wars.